Like there's no right way to do it. Oh, we're going to get into it. What up, moms? My name is Candace, and I am here with my best friend, Whitney, and this is the Mom Group Chat Podcast. Hey, Candy. I am feeling, I sent you a voice note about this this morning, so this is like a repeat thing you're hearing unless you haven't had a chance to listen to it. I know you've had a crazy morning, but I woke up feeling fluish, like, oh, oh no, like I'm getting the flu, like, <laughs> oh no, and I, for, for those of you listening, I'm 30, almost 39 weeks pregnant, like giving birth in a week, um... if I come on her own. And I woke up this morning with like an awful sore throat and like fatigue and I was feeling like chills and I was like, am I about to fucking get the flu right now? The thought of pushing out a baby while having the flu is like, I'm scared. Uh, uh, wait, is that a thing? I mean, I, I remember like giving birth with Graydon and there was like COVID pregnancy yeah. rooms and I was like, damn, I can't imagine like. This is already hard enough. Imagine like having the cold sweats while doing it. I'm so scared. Are you okay? I, you look good. Thanks. Well, I, I mean, I put on makeup and like got myself together, but I don't know. I just woke up and I was like, dude, I do not feel good. And then at the same time, my husband, he's a gem, love him so much, but he is like, you know, I have one more weekend before this baby comes. I got to work on the she shed. So like I'm doing... So that means like I'm pretty much on my own with Alice all weekend. And if I'm sick, I'm like, mama, help me. Yeah, <laughs> I will be calling in for backup because well, I, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do I it. I think it's just, you know, this is sick season. Like I even yeah. have like a little something because both my Graydon brings home the germs. We microdose Margo with the germs. Then I eventually get it. And then mm -hmm. Chris may or may not because... He's in the hospital all the time. He like always seems to like escape the sickness. <laughs> like your immunity is, it just, is just. I was gonna say, is, is it just that he's like grown Im immune to all I of these things? I think so. I truly, Damn. truly do. I think he's just, but he seems to get the flu every year, and like oh. I don't want to jinx myself. I don't end up getting it. I think I've always been traveling or something when he has it, and I'm always like, oh, guess I missed it. <laughs> I feel like I haven't had the flu, like the diet, like the positive flu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Since college and, for me. Yeah, since college. Yeah. Did but we have it's it at the funny. same time? I don't know. Well, I remember this is such a sweet story, actually. This is like, do you know when you have like tiny memories from your past that like were probably so minuscule to someone else, but they like really meant something to you? Well, tell I me. have a me <laughs> <laughs> I have a memory of you when we were roommates in college and I tested positive for the flu. And at the time, the flu was like really going around Alabama. It was like rampant. Yeah. And I remember they wrote me out of class for 10 days. Like, Ooh. and they were, and they were so strict about it. They emailed all of my teachers directly and were like, she, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, she has <laughs> tested positive for the flu because they were trying to stop it from spreading. I remember yeah. this might have been like been the time of like swine flu or like, do you remember mm, H? Yes. Yeah. That was there like was freshman like year though. That yeah, was going uh, around. This was definitely sophomore year that this okay. happened, but I tested positive for the flu and they sent me home and I remember texting all of you guys like I'm in a quarantine which back then like I feel like I didn't even know 
Now quarantine is such like a word. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to stay in my room. We had three, you know, me and three other roommates. I didn't want to get anyone sick. And I remember you texted me and you were like, I brought you something. And I opened up my door and you had brought me a chocolate Gigi's cupcake and a Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember just being like, that was so nice. And I remember that cupcake was the best fucking cupcake I've ever had in my life. Definitely like 20 year old thoughts. Like here's a Gatorade and a cupcake that'll fix you right up. (laughs) You know what though? That Gatorade, I remember it was... And you knew I liked lemon lime. It was so good. Uh, Ooh, lemon lime, man. When you're like playing sports, that quenches your thirst. Like an ice cold lemon lime Gatorade. I think I might have to go to 7-Eleven after this and get one. I'm not joking. I have not had one in a while. (laughs) It's also like one of those things that is related to being sick. Like when I am sick, I want a lemon lime Gatorade. Or I'm, I'm like, hungover. Oh, I always get the ice blue Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was gonna say. You're. I feel like you're an ice blue girly. Lemon lime though is if I'm feeling sporty. Oh, okay, okay. So if I'm running around playing soccer, since I do that so often these days, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lemon lime time. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Well, I'm surprised that it wasn't scared of you from the sickness, but go me. Well, I mean, you like left it at my door and scampered away. Like I didn't physically see you, but it didn't matter. It was the thought that counted, and I remember. I think of that all the time, like well, that because I feel like when you're sick in college, like I remember being like, I wish my mom was here yeah. to take care of me, and so it was just nice to feel like someone was doing something nice you know well you know I've been like going down memory lane just because like Facebook memories too but uh we're going to our best friends from college wedding and so all these old memories are coming up and I literally thought about how you had the bedroom downstairs and we all were upstairs and I was always like so worried about you because if an intruder came in they would have gotten you and I remember thinking you were so brave (laughs) living down there I never thought of it like that I remember thinking I don't have to go up the stairs all the time that was my we already already had to go up the stairs yeah I know we were like on the second and third floor so it didn't even matter but I I liked my little room downstairs I was a scaredy cat well everyone piled in your room because yeah and 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 you'd be in the bed and we'd all be like hop in the bed with you (laughs) and everyone would use my bathroom I remember that was the only thing that Mm -hmm. like and if my room was a disaster which it was a lot of the time uh I would be like so embarrassed we'd have guests over and they'd be like can I use a restroom I'm like fuck you're like let me (sighs) make up off the counter yeah for real (laughs) but isn't it so fun though like even designing your first room and all that it was fun yeah I remember, like, I think back to how young we were, but I feel like we were doing some adult things. I don't know. Going away to college is crazy. Yeah. It's like you're you're 18. You're just like, okay, well, you got to learn to do laundry. You get to decorate your own room. You got to make your own decisions. And it's like. Mm -hmm. And you also have to, like, be you're held responsible for your own time, if that makes sense. Like, you have to get up for class. You have to, like, make time to do chores it's like I don't know it's it really I say this a lot and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a future episode but I sometimes feel like college is a little bit like on the way out like Uh I don't know that college will be as like mandatory as we felt it was when we were going away to college 
But there are so many amazing lessons that I learned that yeah. I feel like are so valuable um, that I would be a totally different person if I mm-hmm. hadn't gone away to college, you know? Yeah, you almost have to in a way. Like, I'm so glad my mom really pushed all of us to, like, leave our town. And she was like, go and do because I didn't yeah. have the opportunity. She's like if you want to go out of state, go like spread your wings. And so it's just like one of my favorite things I've ever done. And I met all my favorite people. And it's just like college was such a blast for me. It was, it was so fun. I remember it very fondly. And like, I wouldn't trade those memories for anything. They were so fun. No, they were amazing. Like we had an amazing college experience. (laughs) I was talking to a um, a guy I work with and he was like, you know what? I remember our very first conversation was, and I was like, Oh, what? I hadn't talked to this guy. I would forever. be nervous. <laughs> he was like, it was that you had won three national championships while you were in college. And he's like, I would just be beside myself if that was me. And I was like, you remember that? I was like, well, it was nice. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. No, whenever I feel like that's like a fun, like in my top 10 fun facts about myself, like yeah. I went to Alabama and we won three national championships in my time. And that's why like, I'm not even mad. I know. I'm not even mad when we lose now because I'm like our golden years were while I was there. I know. You know. The only thing I'm sad about now, which I don't think we've talked about is like Nick Saban leaving Alabama. And I'm like, my son's going to grow up without him being the coach for the football team. And I'm like, uh, it kind of just, it kind of tugs at my heart a little bit. <laughs> no, I get that for sure. But they'll, they'll enter a whole new, like, but I'm going to be that old of, person where he's going to yeah, be like, yeah, my mom, about- my mom went to the, went to school there when Nick was there. And I'm going to be like, that's me. That's I know. Legacy baby. <laughs> it is. Oh, well, one of the reasons I, I'm like, so like, I can't be sick today is because today is my last day of work. <gasps> nice. And I cannot tell you how much I've been looking forward. I have been busting my ass on like, and so this is, you know, a very good segue into today's topic because, you know, today's my last day of work. So I will be starting my maternity leave. And as an entrepreneur and business owner, like I don't get a maternity leave or like not a guaranteed paid one. I pretty much have to like create it myself. Mm -hmm. And so this, I mean, I don't mean to beat a dead horse here. We all know this, but the end of last year was really hard. I had a really hard time. I feel like with Shannon's passing and like the holidays, I feel like I lost all of November and December and work was slow, which when work is slow for me, it means like less money. It means, Mm -hmm. you know, less momentum. So I just feel I was in hyperdrive in January trying to do as much as possible, make as much money as possible and just set up myself to be able to take a maternity leave. And so I've been grinding. Okay. You really (laughs) have the fact that you went to a launch party 38 weeks, two of them last week too. Candace. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, 
I'll talk. I mean, I'm going to mention it here because I love her, but this is for my client, Karina Kilcoin, who released a book um, and she made the national bestsellers list. So oh she is God, a bestselling amazing. author, which is amazing. And you know um, her. That's cool. And I know her. I'm her assistant. I She is incredible. Um, she wrote a book called Rise Above the Story, um, which is about how to rise above your trauma and your story like that kind of you've been handed in life. She has a really interesting like life story. So go check it out on Amazon. It's called Rise Above the Story by Karina Kilcoin. But so last week was her book launch. It came out last Tuesday and we had she was on a crazy book tour. I obviously didn't like travel with her because I'm 38 weeks pregnant. Mm But we, um, she had two book launch events here in Tampa and St. Pete. So I went to both of those at 38 plus weeks pregnant and I am exhausted. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I was telling you, I was like, <laughs> I had Chris take Graydon everywhere, like without me. Cause I was just so tired that last month, especially yeah. two weeks before I was like, there's just no way I, yeah, Chris took Graydon to the fair and I was like, I can't go to the fair. Cause I just, number one, don't want to give birth. In a pig yeah. pen. <laughs> For real? Like, the fair? On a, on a fair's way. I feel like the fair might be top five worst places to give birth. Like, I can't think Amongst of the a rusty scarier. nails. <laughs> I just think about the crowd at the fair. It's... Oh, they, like, just oh. lay me down in the hay. Or yeah, cotton candy. <laughs> like, it was more so... in a manger. Yeah, not only was I physically not wanting to go, like... I mentally was like, I am scared to give birth anywhere other than like, I just needed to have proximity to my car at all times. Yeah. So yeah. The fact that you even like drove to St. Pete and all that. That's crazy. So I just have to power through today. And then if I make it through all next week, that would be crazy. I'm at the point now where I'm kind of like hopeful that I'm, yeah, like I'm kind of hopeful that I make it to induction at this point because if I did, I would have a whole week of rest and yeah. that would be incredible. So, yeah, just do a I'm little thing around the house, run yeah. your last minute errands. And this way, if it's, you know, induction day, do your hair and makeup and you're ready It'll to be go. Great. Do you go It'll at like nice. 5 a.m.? Right now it's scheduled for 8.30, which is oh. later than last time we went in. Actually, last time we were supposed to go in at 10 p.m. Yeah, I remember. And we called, and they didn't have beds, and they pushed it and pushed it. Finally, we got the call at, like, 5.30 a.m. that we could come in at 7. So that's what we did last time when I was pregnant with Alice. So we'll see. Um, with Margo, I was going to say, um, we called, you know, because you're supposed to call before you go in, and we had a 5 a.m., and they're like, come on. So we get there and they're like, actually, like someone may be coming in with emergency. You might have to wait. And I was just like, oh, no, but they're like, it was a Braxton Hicks. So you get to come in and get the bed. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Vinny would spiral. Vinny hates. I was. We were like, I was kind of sad because I'm like, I know how long my inductions Mm -hmm. take. So I was like. The longer we push it, like the longer it's going to take. And yeah, you know, it, it did. I kind so. of hope it doesn't get pushed further than 830 a.m. Because it's kind of the same with me. I really would love to have her on the 12th. Yeah. So if we push it, there's a chance we move into the 13th, which would be fine, too, because that's Taylor Swift's number. I don't know. That's just my thinking. Yeah. And uh, 
also Shannon's birthday is the 13th. I mean, not actual March, February 13th in March, but I've always associated the number 13 with Taylor Swift and Shannon. So those are two of my most favorite women. the day before Halloween. I mean, Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed with (laughs) Whitney's always got Halloween on the brain. Before Valentine's Day, which is freaking perfect for like a girly girl yeah like it's always just pinks and reds and fun colors so I know I'm excited about doing a little like here's my new valentine post so I'm excited classic I I know (laughs) um so today we're gonna talk a little bit well we're gonna recap a controversy that I'm sure all of you moms know about our you know, keeping track of, we're going to talk about what went on with Kite Baby. Mm-hmm. And so tragic. I know. God. And, and then we're going to talk about parental leave and maternity leave and just how behind the United States is. And uh, I think after this episode, I would love to do a little poll on our Instagram yes. stories to be like, did you get a leave? Like, how, how long? long was it? Was it paid? Just to like get some real stats from like our actual listeners because it is pretty crazy. So I did a lot of prep for this because I wanted I wanted to come prepared with the numbers because they're pretty staggering. Um, and this is something as an entrepreneur, like I feel pretty passionate about and something like it when I think about if I wanted to put my body behind like a cause I think trying to change the parental leave policies in the U.S. would be one thing that I would get behind and would want to percent Candace I think everyone listening is behind you on saying that so yeah so and it's so crazy how many stories I've heard from moms firsthand of like I struggled with if I could even keep my job because if I had a baby, like it meant that I couldn't go back to work or I would get two weeks or we couldn't pay our bills if I, and it's so wild that in this country, it's almost like you have to choose between having a family and making a living wage. Um, well, don't you feel like what sparked our podcast was because we all had to like change routes totally (laughs) like Shannon went stay-at-home mom I went Uh part-time like you started your own business like it was like a ripple effect based on U.S. policies yeah 100% that's a a super good point so we're gonna talk about kite baby first and just kind of like recap what happened I feel like a lot of people already know but in case you don't we're gonna we're gonna gonna put them on blast (laughs) yeah we're gonna put them on blast So I want to start by saying that we actually, we both have loved Kite Baby in the past. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, sleep sacks. I I actually, I told Whitney this, I don't own any of their sleep sacks. Um, I do have a couple that are hand-me-downs that I have gotten from other moms that like only use them a couple of times. But I I have a couple of their like pajamas that I love. They're so soft. I feel like they're one of the more popular baby brands, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, it was something recommended to me. So it was like anything word of mouth from another mom. You're like, oh, then I'll definitely try it. Um, The sleep sacks were are only the only ones that I still currently have. I have five, two in each size because 
Graydon had them and then I got some for Margo too. So it's like, I have a lot. I've invested some money in this company. Yeah. So I also would say if you're listening to this and you have kite baby things, like I've seen some videos of people like throwing them away and stuff. No. I feel like that's like, I'm <laughs> that's sorry. Extreme. <laughs> it's extreme. We're not going to be wasteful. And one of my main points in my research and all of this that we're going to get into is that kite baby is not in the minority here of their maternity leave policies. You'll see that they sadly are not the only ones who, you know, don't off didn't offer a great parental leave policy. And I think the fact that they are a baby company is what Mm -hmm. really put them in a bad light. But Let's get into the recap of exactly what happened. So there was a uh, an employee at Kite Baby. Her name was Marissa, and she was denied the option to work from home or the NICU um, after her adopted baby was born severely premature and was being treated in a hospital several hours away. So Marissa made it very clear that she never had any intention of quitting or not doing her job. She was totally willing to work through the NICU from the NICU, which I think is an important thing to note because it's not like she was asking for just leave or paid leave. She genuinely was like, I know that I don't have leave. Like I'm going to try, I'm going to work from the NICU. Yeah. Um, which is hard to do anyway. Um, so Kite said they were unwilling to make the arrangement work and they took her notice as resignation, which is pretty crazy um (laughs) that's devastating yeah and to already have the stress of a baby in the NICU I should also note that it seems like Marissa had problems having children on her own which is why they went the adoption route so if you really think about everything that this woman has already been through to get to this point and now her baby's life is at risk yeah and like how heartbreaking Yeah, I mean, the fact that you finally get the baby that you've been hoping and dreaming and waiting for and they go straight to the NICU and then your boss is like, "Mm, sorry, like, yeah, these circumstances don't work for us. Like, I'm sorry. And then the fact that they took it as resignation, the stress of being like, oh, shit, now I don't have a job. Like, NICU's are, I mean, the NICU's expensive. Oh my gosh, it's so expensive. Like, the fact that she had to worry about her job on top of all of that is so crazy. Yeah. So, and like you said, the fact that it is a baby company and that they don't have a better policy is, I think, the wildest point to me. Right. Right. And it's actually like not even, I understand that policies are necessary. Like, that's the whole point of this episode is to talk about policies but it's like also just human understanding like couldn't they see that her situation was abnormal and like dire and they couldn't work with her as a baby company like that's crazy I'm just wondering you know just thinking out loud like is yeah kite is you know a newer brand in a smaller company like they just didn't have the bandwidth to like allow that much time and they're like this is what safeguards us but it's like damn these are like people's lives these are yeah babies lives in your hands like 
show a little empathy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, man, she would think they would have some perspective on it. You know what I mean? Like take yourself out of the business for a second because she wasn't, she was willing to work still. It's not yeah, like that's true. You know? So the CEO issued an apology at first that was super scripted and was met with a lot of backlash. Um, they apologized for how her parental leave was handled and communicated. Um, she, after that apology was met with a bunch of backlash, she issued a second apology that was much less scripted and more like from the heart, um, where she admitted that she was selfish and thinking about the company and they handled it incorrectly. Um, at that point, I kind of feel like the damage was done and the mom's, oh, yeah. they came for her. <laughs> the they, way she was like breathing in that apology, she was She's scared. like, <laughs> she was scared. Yeah. yeah. Her oh, company was flashing before her eyes for sure. <laughs> and I think if there's one lesson from all of this, like I, I ultimately like what they did was awful. I hope that there's a positive out of this that a lot of companies saw just how much of a ripple this had to moms and to people everywhere of how it affects like their business. Like, I mean, I don't know if Kite Baby will ever be the same. We'll see. And I'm not going to buy from them anymore. So yeah. So I think a lot of businesses will take this as a lesson. Um, and so that is kind of like the recap of like the actual scandal that happened. So yesterday, Kite Baby released a statement of about their updated parental leave policies, um, and they are as follows. After six months at Kite Baby, employees receive only four weeks of paid parental leave and up to 22 weeks unpaid for a total of six months. After 12 months at Kite Baby, employees receive eight weeks of paid parental leave and up to 44 weeks unpaid for a total of one year. They said, we understand the importance of family and recognize parents' vital role in nurturing and supporting their families. With this updated policy, we aim to foster a culture of support and inclusivity while ensuring that all employees have the opportunity to be present during important moments in their lives. So... This was met with also a sour taste <laughs> because the fact they need to stop, stop, stop. Honestly, now. they they need to just do less, say less. <laughs> like it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Everything <laughs> they do, it's just making it worse. I, I don't know if you saw, but on that post, they turned off the comments and like they have for like a while. But people will go like, I guess you can only do a certain amount. I don't know, but th- there's oh. like people down from like January 6th that are like, you blah, 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 blah. And so I'll go and yeah. read those from time to time just to get a chuckle. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, f- only four weeks paid leave is pretty minimal. Um, yeah. I, that's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. Your child's not figured out. Like, the, no. pre- oh my God, the stress. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I just like you're not you're also not sleeping and you're supposed to function on zero sleep while trying to figure out your baby. And like, what if they need to switch to formula and they're not reacting well? Like that is fucking crazy. No. So if you think like as moms, we know how brutal that postpartum period is regardless 
of if it's adopted, if you birthed it out of your vagina, if you birthed it through C-section, no matter how you bring a baby into your home, that first, I'm going to go as far and say 12 weeks, honestly, Mm -hmm. is so brutal. So we're talking to spend time with them. We're talking about physical healing, bleeding, being in diapers, large incisions, like stitches, all of that stuff, like physical healing. We're talking about crazy hormone changes from after having a baby. You've heard baby blues. I feel like I didn't I didn't know that was real until I had a baby. Like your your hormones are just wild. (laughs) A nurse would look at me sideways and I would burst into tears. Like I was an unwell person. Yeah. Um, Lack of sleep figuring out breastfeeding or just feeding in general. Like if your baby has reflux, which is super common or colic or whatever, like there's so many nuances with feeding and figuring out what is going to work for your baby. Like it truly (sighs) goes against everything you're naturally like your body's naturally supposed to be doing. Like you're supposed to be nurturing this child. And when you can't financially like cover a certain amount of time. It's just like, okay, I guess I have, I have to go back to work or I'm going to lose my job and then I'm going to lose my mortgage. And it's just like a spiral. And it's so sad that we have to live like that, but for real, it's so sad. So another thing is just the absolute. (laughs) Yeah, for real. The absolute necessity of bonding with your baby. Like that's, in a lot of countries, I learned in my research, a lot of this time in other countries, like it's not even called parental leave. It's called bonding leave oh. because they want you to bond with your baby. And I think it's really interesting. Um, research shows that parental leave is beneficial for not only short term in infancy, but also in longer term outcomes. So that's like higher education and higher wages for children as they grow up. Like it's directly related, which I think is really interesting. It is. Yeah. So tell me, did you, did it come up like what countries do what or? Yes. So this is super interesting. So I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with talking about the U S because that's like, I want to give you some stats. Yeah. (laughs) It's a dumpster fire. Everyone. We're free though. Right. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. I want to, we are the wealthiest country in the world. Okay. Uh, every article I read makes that very clear. I'm going to hit you with some stats. Only one in four working people in the United States have any paid leave at all. And that paid leave is all from the private employer, not from the government at all. So one in four people. As it stands right now, we are only one of six countries in the world that guarantee no form of paid parental leave. And nearly half of the workforce in the U.S. does not even have guaranteed of unpaid leave, which is pretty crazy. Um, what the hell is that about? Yeah. Like, if you look at the other six countries, it's like New Guinea. <laughs> like, like, it's so crazy. Like, third world countries, obviously, like, they don't have paid. But the U.S. is one of six, only six countries. Are we that obsessed so- with work that... We just have to stay out there grinding? Like, what's the deal? 
So I listened in my research for this episode, I listened to like a short clip of um, a woman who I actually am going to link her resources at the end of the show notes of this episode. But um, she talked about all of the actual like benefits that would happen for companies if they did offer parental leave. It's like higher retention, less turnover, like higher um, employee engagement, like if people genuinely like their jobs and feel respected, like it overall in a large way benefits the company. It's like crazy that they don't see that, you know? Well, it's like, I don't know if, I don't know, people forget that this is such a crucial time in someone's life, like starting a family. Um, And I don't know if it's that when people get older, they forget that that's part of the life, but everyone goes through it at some point, hopefully, um, if they want kids and it just, it resonates across the board that it's something that we desperately need to be better at. Um, I feel like my company, they just upped theirs to 12 weeks, which was fabulous because with Graydon, I got eight. So in the two years I, it had changed. Um, and then I took two weeks on vacation on top of that. So I had 14 weeks with this time with Margo. And it still didn't feel like enough, but I, yeah. I felt like I was a little more mentally prepared compared to Graydon. Um, yeah. Just because like, well, that's was new. I, yeah. I've been saying that a lot as I prepare for this maternity leave. Like when I was preparing last time, I feel like you just have no idea what your life is going to look like on the other side no. of that first baby. You think you're like, oh, I'm going to go back to work because that's all I've known and I'll be right. fine. <laughs> and you're so not this time fine. around, like, okay, I know what I know what to expect a little bit, unless Evie comes out and she is just. I'm not. I'm not even saying it out loud. That's a. Man, I'm not. I'm manifesting a beautiful, non-crying baby. baby. <laughs> Margo screamed, and Chris and I looked at each other like, "Oh no!" Like, gotta- like when she first came out. She cried for like three hours straight and we both were like, oh, fuck. And now she's like, <laughs> so chill. <laughs> so. That's so funny. She was just angry about being here for a she little She was bit, hungry. But- uh, I found out my milk hadn't come in, didn't come in for five days. So I was like, oh, you were getting dust, girl. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she was starving. <laughs> you were getting dust. Oh, my God. That's funny. But yeah, it, no, that you just don't even know what your life is going to look like on the other side of that first one. So it's like. You're not prepared. It's hard. It's yeah. so hard. And it's like that first day you're without them. Like there's no other experience like that another mom can't like understand. But yeah, it's so heartbreaking and sad. It's just unnatural the, feeling. 100%. The amount of TikToks I saw of like moms documenting their first day Mm-mm. back to work. I saw so many videos and like the intense like feelings and heartbreak not only that like all these moms preparing all their pumps to take with them to work and like it's just so much physical and mental strain on moms to have to be forced back to work when we are not ready and even then like a lot of these moms even the leave they have taken like is unpaid like so I've this seen where is, it's like people uh, or something. I read a read an article where it's like you as a woman have to like make this mental switch in your head of disconnect just yeah. to be able to function at work. Like you have to mentally block 
everything that's telling you to go home and be with your baby and you're like no this is for the greater good or whatever they'll be fine when it's just like it doesn't feel good yeah (laughs) that you have to do not at all so so you know i i said this in the beginning of this episode or sometime a little bit earlier but you know everyone is coming after kite baby for this and definitely like they needed to do better they needed to they needed to change their policy and even the policy they came out with is like not the best, Mm. but this is not only an employer issue. This is a government issue. So like I said, we're only one of six countries and it's because all of the pressure to provide parental leave now is on the companies like the private companies. Yeah. And all of these other countries have government paid parental leave. And so they are supporting their company's families. So I'm going to list off some other or some other countries like paid leave that they offer because yeah. it's pretty Tell crazy. Tell me where we need to move. Where are we going? Uh, okay. Well, there's a lot of <laughs> options here. We got options. Uh, the first one is super far. So I don't know if we want to go there, but New Zealand, uh, they get 26 weeks paid. I'll be a Kiwi. Let's ride. Yeah. Sweden, 480 days paid. Oh my god. Yeah. So like two almost two years, right? No. Yeah, almost two years. Yeah. Year and a half, something like that. Year and a half. Mhm. Japan, 14 weeks paid. Australia, 18 weeks paid. Brazil, 120 days paid. Norway, 69 weeks paid. India, 26 weeks paid. UK, 39 weeks paid. So these are just some, I mean, these are only, what, like eight or nine countries that That's just so as nice. an example. So it's crazy. Like right now there is no U.S. federal law that provides a right to paid family or medical right. leave. I know um, one of my girlfriends, she works remote now, but her company is based out of California and she has six months leave. And I was like, oh, Callie's got that together at least like that is so nice I don't know if it's like a California thing but it seems like it would be because they're just cool like that over there yeah um but yeah I was just like oh my god that's fabulous I've been panicked about this maternity leave that I'm preparing for right now just because with Alice, like I was so prepared, but I didn't have a toddler. Like I you was had the time. <laughs> I had the time to like I mean, I had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars saved. I had been, you know, training uh someone to take over for me for months. Like I had so much time to prepare and I went into that maternity feeling so prepared. I only took eight weeks, which was not enough. Um and funny enough, I, I said all the time, I'm like, if I have another baby, I'm going to take at least 12. And lo and behold, this time around, like, I think I can only take eight, like based on it'll be like eight or nine. Um, but I've been really stressed about this maternity leave because I've just have had a hard end of last year. And I, actually did some research. I'm like, is there, are there any options for entrepreneurs? Like, are there any, is there any state funding, anything like that? There are only, I believe it's like nine states who offer some 
uh-huh. state state paid Florida's not one of them as you can imagine. Dang it. <laughs> not not with DeSantis as our governor. Are you kidding me? So <laughs> this guy <laughs> with his heeled boots. Um, <laughs> um so Florida's not one of them. California is, so that's probably part of that. Like Fresh. a lot of the time in California, you can pair the state paid leave with your private employer's paid leave. Um, so Higher obviously, taxes, but better maternity leave. What I know we can choose here. God. So, but when I think back to going back to work at eight weeks, like I feel like I was unfit to work at eight weeks like I was a zombie I was not okay you I I mean you split your time you said you felt you were always split like you were split being a mom split at work you were never giving a hundred percent to either like and since you're kind of in the same situation this time like what are what are you gonna do like yeah this time around I feel a little bit clear in that I I'm going to ease back into work rather than being like, today's the day I'm back to work. I agree. Like, um, I'm going to try and like slowly integrate that back in. Um, and also I just feel a little bit more comfortable this time around just cause I kind of know what to expect. There is a level there of like security, I guess, of like knowing what to expect. Yeah. I will say if we do have a third, which it's still on the table, I think, maybe. Um, I think I might start prepping for maternity leave before we even get pregnant. Like I might I like I need this time around, like with my panic of like getting ready. Yeah. I think I've learned that like it's so much better to do it slowly, 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 like throughout the nine months rather than like cramming it in. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I mean, you live and you learn. I learned a lot about like prepping for this maternity leave and I don't know. It'll be, I'm going to give myself more grace this time and try. Also, I will say my clients that I have now are much better of much. What's the word? Yeah. They're just better at respecting boundaries than the clients I had when I came back with Alice. So, um, I think that I'm just going to hold those boundaries strong when I do come back to be like, I'm, I work from nine to four 30 or yeah. whatever those hours are. And I'm going to like, I will not be answering you after that and right. trying to hold those strong, but you'll it's be hard. amazing. Um, I feel like it, are you going to be taking them both to your moms or are they going to stay with you? As long as Evie is breastfeeding or or I'm pumping, oh yeah, she will probably be here. But I will have my she shed. Yes, so I'll be able to like separate myself. I think that That's was true. a big yeah. That will be a, that will be a big um, change. Like I don't know if you remember. Obviously, this where what yeah. is now the playroom at my house was my office. So there was no separation when I came back to work with Alice, like I was sitting there at my desk while, while my mom was like holding Alice on the couch. So I was just constantly like, I see you. <laughs> I see you over there. <laughs> but having a little back house and a, my little she shed that I'll be able to like focus on. Yeah. I feel like I'll be able to get, be more productive and get work done quicker, you know? 
I can't wait to see what you end up doing. Like, I know. Are you going to be a breastfeeding mama? I don't know. I really want to this time around strictly for Europe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because the thought of having to pump and store milk and do all of that while we're in Europe is really daunting to me. So I would just love a baby that is an amazing nurser that I can just whip out my titty and give her (laughs) some milk (laughs) rather than having to pump all the time. Um, But we'll see. Alice was not into it. So we'll see. But I I don't know. We'll see. Hey, and uh, you can just be topless in Paris and just... I know, right? Like, who cares? I'll never never see these people again. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's frowned upon, so... Good. (laughs) That's my... Okay, this is... You'll find this funny, but... So, my child is obsessed with being naked, and I'm like, girl, you are your mother's (laughs) child. Like, if you know me... I would be naked all the time if someone let me. Like Candace I is my most naked friend for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like if you were on my bachelor party, I was naked the whole time. Like I, I feel like I know what your body looks like more than mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not anymore. It looks a lot different than my bachelorette party, I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, uh, no one wants to see what I got going on. I so. always I always say like if I were to get super famous somehow, like those videos and pictures would surface and it's like I don't know Honestly, what to tell you, mom. Though like you look amazing. Oh my god, thank you so much. <laughs> so like well, now sure. that now that my body looks like this, I would probably look back at that body and be like, "Damn, girl, put them <laughs> Put them, put them up on the billboards, honestly. Yeah, let's make baseball cards of those or something. But now, like, when I, when Alice loves being naked, she'll literally be like, Mama, naked. And she wants to take <laughs> off her clothes and run around. I'm like, she is my child. She really Brian's is. Just like me, he's so modest. He oh, wants his clothes on all the time. He'll, he'll kind of do it, like, in the summer. He'll run around uh, in the backyard naked. But he's a modest man. Mm. I, I wonder know. if he'll like a naked lady like Alice. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he's he's uh, seeming to be a, a guy's guy, so probably. <laughs> okay, I just want to share one. Um, there is an amazing resource called, um, it's a nonprofit called Paid Leave for All. Um, mm. That is an amazing resource um, for how to get involved if you want to like take a stand for government paid leave. Um, I will link their website in the show notes of this episode. I highly recommend you go over there and check it out. I learned so much from their site. I also learned so much about how you can get involved, how you can reach out to your government to do something about it. Um, There are even like letters of like sample letters of like how to reach out to your company. Um, if you are struggling and need more leave, there's Q and a things about like FMLA. And like, I feel like that's something when you do get pregnant and you learn that maybe your company doesn't have like the best leave policy, like you want to know your options. I highly recommend checking out this site. Um, and uh, I think it will help a lot of people and hopefully, you know, we can change 
change the, the tides the USA, here in USA. Picket fence, people. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate you gathering all this information. This was very insightful. Thanks. I felt like I was doing a research paper, but I was like something I was actually interested in. So well, you got an A plus. <gasps> oh my, my god. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm gonna go and hopefully not get the flu. And this is my and have one last productive day at work. <laughs> Good juju for you, you. <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being a part of our mom group chat. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And don't forget, the group chat is blowing up on our Instagram page. So make sure you're following along over there. All right. Got to go. My toddler just put something in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs>